My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. My Penn State classroom is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. The business landscape all over the world can either be usual or unusual, depending on who you ask. In Nigeria, the 2020 Amendment to the Companies and Allied Matters Act otherwise known as CAMA, has added to the level of how usual or unusual the business landscape will be in the country. So, how will CAMA affect the operations of small businesses, large corporations, conglomerates, voluntary organizations, non-profits and non-governmental organizations? Banwo and Igodalu, a tier one law firm in Nigeria, is committed to helping you understand the CAMA 2020 and the implications for your businesses. Listen and get the facts of the act. Welcome to the new innovation in Kama 2020. Brought to you by Banwu and Igodalu. The new innovation in Kama 2020 have made additions to the traditional requirements and procedures for shareholder board meetings and secretarial matters. In this podcast, Stella Duru, a partner at Banwo and Igodalo, explains some of the amendments to the Act under the relevant sections relating to annual general meeting. What innovation has the Kama 2020 brought to the general meetings of companies? Kama 2020 has significantly impacted the obtainable practice and conduct of general meetings by companies in Nigeria. Indeed, there are quite a few notable innovations introduced by Kama 2020. And during this podcast, I'm going to take you through a few of these notable innovations. The first one is the exemption from annual general meetings. Now, under the repealed Companies and Allied Matters Act 1990, all companies without exception were required to hold annual general meetings. Annual general meetings are meetings of shareholders and these typically take place at least once in 15 months after the first 18 months following the incorporation of the company under the law. However, with the new regime that has been introduced by Kama 2020, the requirement to hold annual general meetings is no longer mandatory for small companies and this is specified in section 237 subsection 1 of Kama 2020. Now I believe the question that most people would be asking or that would be agitating the minds of most business owners would be what companies qualify as small companies and is this concept of small companies new? Indeed under the repealed act 1990 the concept of small companies existed, so it, this category of companies is not novel. And these companies, but the difference was that under the repealed act, these companies were not exempted from having general meetings of shareholders or annual general meetings. Indeed, they formed part of the companies that must necessarily hold these annual general meetings in every year. And small companies were defined under the repealed act as private companies having a share capital with a ton over of not more than 2 million naira and net asset value of not more than 1 million. 
The members must not be expatriates, termed in the act as aliens, and none of its members, as in none of the small members or shareholders of the small company must be members of government, any government agency or corporation. And what we find is that all of these characteristics of the small company spelt out under Kama 1990 has been retained in one form or the other. But the big difference is that small companies now are not mandated to hold annual general meetings and small companies need not have a share capital. They can be private companies, but they need not have share capital. And then the turnover and the net asset value has been increased. So under Kama 2020, in addition to the category of companies termed as small companies, who are exempt from holding annual general meetings. Companies with single shareholders are also exempt from holding annual general meetings by virtue of Section 237, Subsection 1 of Kama 2020. These single shareholder companies are termed as one-person companies. And under Section 18, Subsection 2 of Kama 2020, there's now the opportunity for companies to be registered with single shareholders as opposed to the traditional practice of having a minimum of two shareholders or subscribers at any point in time. This is indeed consistent with the practice in many jurisdictions around the world, such as you'd find in the United Kingdom, in India, in China, Singapore, Turkey, Pakistan, and the UAE, and I believe also the United States. So just rounding up on this issue of the exemption from annual general meetings, I think it is key to note that the exemption of um, small companies and single shareholder companies from the obligation to hold AGMs can be fairly considered as a development that encourages small and medium scale enterprises and affords them the flexibility to cut costs, avoid setting post-annual general meeting regulatory compliance issues and just allow them to focus on their business and give them the opportunity to scale up. An additional and notable innovation in relation to annual general meetings introduced by Kama 2020 is um, the fact that there's been an addition to the ordinary business that must be conducted at an annual general meeting. And this addition is in relation to the disclosure of remuneration of managers of a company. So under the Repeal Act, it was very clear what the ordinary business that must be conducted under an AGM must be. And it did not include the disclosure of remuneration of managers. Now, the question is, who would you deem to be managers of a company? The Act did not define who managers would be, but I would, in the course of the podcast, speak to this issue around managers in some more detail. An additional innovation is in relation to the place and venue of the annual general meetings. Under the repealed act, the venue for all shareholder company, all shareholder meetings must be in Nigeria. So the meetings of the board of directors could be held anywhere in the world. But when it came to meetings of the shareholders, either the annual general meeting or extraordinary general meetings of the shareholders, they must necessarily be held in Nigeria, there was no distinction under the Repeal Act on whether it was just limited to certain category of companies 
or it was clear that all companies, whether it was a small company, a large company, a private company or a public company, all shareholder meetings must be held in Nigeria. However, this requirement to hold all general meetings of shareholders of a company as it relates to small companies and companies having a single shareholder have now then been expunged from Kama 2020. In fact, section 240 subsection 1 of Kama 2020 states that very clearly small companies and companies having a single shareholder are exempt from compulsorily holding their AGMs in Nigeria. So it can be held anywhere in the world. In addition, section 240 subsection 2 of Kama 2020 goes further to permit private companies to hold their meetings virtually. However, this innovation was not extended to public companies. While the practice of the use of electronic means in holding meetings is not entirely novel to companies in general, such meetings are usually improvised informal arrangements to cater for unexpected, unavoidable inconveniences, especially during the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus. But thankfully, Kama 2020 has now officially, formally legalized adoption of virtual general meetings for private companies and has allowed such companies to regulate the modalities of such meetings through the articles of the association. This, we all know, is very welcome alternative to holding physical meetings as it helps deal with the issues around distance to the venue of the meeting, the cost associated with actually booking a place for the meeting and the risk of holding physical meetings at times that are that are not safe more so if those meetings run into the night. Another innovation by Kama 2020 is in relation to the notice of meetings and the fact that the CAC, that's the Corporate Affairs Commission, which is the company's registry in Nigeria, must now necessarily be provided with a notice of the general meetings of public companies. This was not provided for under the repealed act. And thus, um, it is indeed one that allows the Corporate Affairs Commission more regulatory oversight as to the operations of public companies. In addition, the notices for meetings can now be served electronically, provided that the relevant shareholders have provided an electronic email address for the purposes of being served with the notice for the meeting. This innovation of service of notices electronically is consistent with best practices as this has been recognized under the UK Companies Act of 2006 and the Indian Companies Act of 2013. So in a nutshell, it can be said that some interesting innovations have been introduced under Kama 2020 as it relates to the proper regulation and diligent regulation of general meetings of companies in Nigeria. Section 238 of Kama 2020 has introduced a new ordinary business to be transacted at a company's AGM. Can you tell us a bit about this? Okay. For context, ordinary businesses are a set of very important matters of businesses that must be dealt with 
by a company during the course of its annual general meeting. Because of the rarity and the importance of annual general meetings, they are held once a year. These ordinary businesses are required by law to be mandatorily addressed by the company during such meetings because they are constituted by critical points bordering on financial matters, managerial and administrative conditions of the company. Kama ensures that both the shareholders and other stakeholders entitled to attend the annual general meetings are collectively and openly informed of the matters to which the ordinary businesses relate. Similar to what obtained under the repealed Kama 1990, the new Kama 2020 under section 238 provides that the ordinary businesses to be conducted during the AGM shall include one, the declaration of dividends, the presentation of financial statements and reports of directors and auditors, the election of directors in place of retiring directors, the appointment and the fixing of remuneration for auditors, as well as the appointment of members of the audit committee, which is not mandatory for private and small companies. You typically would see that as part of the ordinary business for public companies. However, we observed under during our review of Kama 2020 that an additional ordinary business has been introduced. Um, specifically, this new ordinary business is the disclosure of the remuneration of the managers of the company. So that is a new innovation to the businesses that must necessarily be conducted at the annual general meeting of a company. Generally, the disclosure of remunerations paid to, and like I said earlier, Kama 2020 doesn't define who managers are. So the question is, how do you now then determine whose remuneration you would be disclosing at the relevant annual general meeting? Um, well, generally, disclosure of remunerations paid to directors and or key managerial personnel form part of international best corporate governance practices. I'm aware that under the Indian Companies Act, the annual returns of companies must contain disclosures relating to the remuneration of directors on the one hand and key managerial personnel. And these returns must necessarily be filed with the registrar of companies and stock exchanges in the case of listed companies. However, it appears that this inclusion is not a popular practice in many other jurisdictions. For instance, in the UK, Canada, and, and I believe under the Indian Companies Act, the provision around disclosing managerial remuneration is absent. The disclosures are typically just limited to the remuneration of executive directors and chief executive officers of companies and does not, you know, taper down to managers. Even so, it particularly pertains to publicly listed companies who are, by virtue of the character of those companies, are required to publish this in their financial statements. It's important to note that um, there appears to be an inconsistency in relation to this new ordinary business when you read sections 238 and sections 242, subsection 2 of Kama 2020. Section 242, subsection 2 states that where 
person is entitled to a notice of meeting for the annual general meeting are issued with a statement which simply states that the purpose of the AGM is to transact ordinary business. That, without more, suffices to detail what the ordinary business should be. And in looking at what had then been outlined in that specific section, the issue around the disclosure of remuneration of managers was excluded, which now then creates, you know, a gap between what had been detailed in section 238 as what the ordinary business should be and what the statement that could be issued as the purpose for an AGM could be. We believe from our review that it could have been a clerical error and we're hoping that maybe one of the regulations that could be introduced by the Corporate Affairs Commission would deal with this gray area. But that in a nutshell is, you know, the new ordinary business that must now then be conducted at the annual general meeting. Well, say for the fact that the gray area around who managers are and what category of persons whose remuneration must be disclosed at the AGM should be, um, needs to be clarified. I think, well, from where I sit, I do not immediately see it as an introduction that is necessarily important. The mischief that is being cured is not immediately decipherable from just looking at what obtained before and what is sought to be done now. That was Stella Duru of Banwo and Igodalo explaining some of the amendments to Kama 2020 under the relevant sections relating to annual general meetings. In our next episode, we'll look at MSMEs, NGOs and non-profits as well as incorporated trustees. Thanks for listening. The business landscape all over the world can either be usual or unusual depending on who you ask. In Nigeria, the 2020 Amendment to the Companies and Allied Matters Act, otherwise known as CAMA, has added to the level of how usual or unusual the business landscape will be in the country. So, how will CAMA affect the operations of small businesses, large corporations, conglomerates, voluntary organizations, non-profit and non-governmental organizations? Banwo and Igudalu, a tier one law firm in Nigeria, is committed to helping you understand the Kama 2020 and the implications for your businesses. Listen and get the facts of the act. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.